0: Welcome to another episode of Media Rewind on the Boom Howdy Entertainment Network. Boom Howdy. I'm Dustin P. I'm Genie Smiggy. And on this episode, we talk AMC's The Walking, Walking Dead. Dead. Season 9, episode 11, entitled Bounty. Bounty. The quicker picker picker-upper.
1: Mmm, <laughs>
0: pearly. But for the sake of our listeners and also brevity, we do dive directly into the episode, so you have been forewarned. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Genius, what did you think of this episode? Dude, I dug the shit out of this episode. I thoroughly enjoyed it. We got a lot it. of story and a lot of character movement. There, with this.
1: there was a lot of stuff, plus we got a lot of kingdom, and you can't go
0: wrong with a kingdom-centric story. That is very true. So, so Genius and I talked off-air, and the way we're going to do this is very similar to like our old episodes. We're going to break it down into parts. And with these two parts, I think we've got really the hilltop centric with Daryl, Alpha, uh, Magna's group, and everybody there. Henry, Henry, mm-hmm. and Lydia, mm-hmm. and then we have a kingdom kind of vignette, if you will. Yeah, to snip it. Yeah, yeah no, side I was quest. More, no, it was it, it was it was the B plot. Yeah, the side quest. B plot. Let's. Yeah. So, which one do you want to talk about first? B plot. All right, B, B plot. plot. So we're going to dive directly into the kingdom with Ezekiel and Carol, and we see that Ezekiel wants to go. On this gigantic hunting trip, he wants mm-hmm. to take down some elk, so uh, for you know for the big carnival that's coming up. Uh, just like, <laughs> is that really what an elk sounds like? I, I guess I, I'm so not might. a hunter, so I don't, I don't know. know. That's what it sounds like in Red Dead too. Oh, that's true. So very true. So we see that Ezekiel and the 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 whole envoy from the hill, or I'm sorry, the kingdom, mm-hmm. they want to go out and like bag these gigantic, you know, the these mises. And they do. They get these big ass mooses
1: and then and they're. Uh, going off in the wagon but you know what it was kind of cool to see them all kind of like get together and they all got the bows and arrows and stuff and uh-huh. then finally they're like okay ezekiel's like all right you guys go on that way we're gonna kind of uh head this way but even before that before
0: that i said we got a jesus flashback yeah we did we got we got jesus and terror coming up to the the envoy from the kingdom yeah and they're they're trading out supplies again and you can tell that okay the the easiest way i can say this is that maggie is Maggie and Michonne are the two people that are really the fracture points with the, mm-hmm. the communities because everybody else seems to be getting along. Seems to be getting you've cool got, with everybody else. Yeah, but, you've got yeah. Aaron, and, Aaron and Jesus are having sidebars. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Jesus and the King are having sidebars. The only people that we don't see, and of course because we know that Maggie is off shooting her new show, yeah. you know, but they've written her out for an indefinite amount of time. Which but is, we know that okay she's gone. With, right. So...
1: There had to have been some sort of weird civil war or something. Right. So, but we don't know what it is because, but Who this is. Who gets must to play have, the Winter Soldier? Right. Uh, Marquard. Ah, uh, yes,
0: because he has the metal arm. The, yeah, he's missing the arm. There we go.
1: Yes. So, uh, no, so I, I liked that part. I liked, we saw the little bit of flashbacks. So normally I would have been like, man, this is bullshit. If this whole, if the whole story would have took place like, back in, in, time, in a flashback, yeah. Yeah, I would have been I'm very like, much man, with you on that boo! You know, this is bullshit. <laughs> boo, this man! Right? And even though even though in earlier episodes I've been like, I wanna know what's going on, you know, right. but this was, was seemed to have been just right after the civil war for what a, yeah, whatever or, whatever right, fracture right, right. we have between the communities. Yeah. Right. And it was like, and I hope one day we can all sign the charter and like McGuffin, 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 McGuffin. Right. But it worked. It 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 hearkened back to like, you know, the king still holds on to this hope that we can all get back together. And that was years ago. And to this day, he's still, this whole quest was like, we can still believe in this charter. We can still come together and do this. We need to for everybody's sake. And so I think the the situation is more dire in the communities than we're led on to believe
0: yeah and i think it's a lot more dire than king ezekiel wants to actually you yeah. know acknowledge yeah but just for a second royal can we, recession can we really talk about <laughs> melissa mcbride and carrie payton the way that they're playing this like relationship between king ezekiel and carol their dynamic because, is amazing yeah their dynamic is is fantastic on the show and it's you know we we see like you know, we we were told in the last episode that that Henry knows that you know his mother, quote Carol, mm-hmm. was abused, and that's the reason why she kept her hair short. Well, now she's got a you know luscious locks of of graying hair, right? And she seems happy for once, which I'm you know I'm I'm ecstatic about because we've talked about it before. You know, Carol seems to be the character that got shit on the most. Yeah, she deserves some happiness, right? And you see that even even in the times that she wants to kind of revert back to the very skeptical Carol of old, mm-hmm. Ezekiel is there to bring her up with you know hope and you know this this promise of a better life. Right. And I think the dynamic between those two is, is going to be awesome. And like you said, if the king dies, we will we definitely riot on yeah. the show yeah. because I think I think Carrie Payton is doing a fantastic job as Ezekiel,
1: and their relationship is. Not only fantastic, but it can carry the weight of a whole show. Oh yeah, I think, and it's, it's I think it's, it's like
0: rubbing off on other characters too. Yeah, because we see the way that that relationship between those two is kind of like um, projected onto Diane, mm-hmm. who is you know the kingdom's kind of like guard. Yeah,
1: and Jerry, and yeah, let's not even forget about Jerry. Jerry is such a
0: fantastic
1: character, especially when he's with King Ezekiel. Mm-hmm. They have such a good dynamic. It's like array of sunshine in this bleak world and i mean i'm talking about the show because there's not a lot of levity but you know whenever there's good when when those jerry's two, involved yeah uh-huh when jerry and king ezekiel are in there you know there's going to be a light-hearted moment followed by acts of bad Yeah, yeah exactly. so and, and that's what we got in this we got we got exactly what we needed in both aspects of this story uh, both segments but going back yeah, to absolutely yeah. right
0: and I, I think what we did get with the kingdom is we got more story mm-hmm. we, we got more hope from the king as to why they were going out on this mission number one right. they were going to get food you know barbecue essentially for, for the, for for the, the carnival <laughs> <laughs> but the second part and the, the tertiary part is they wanted to get a projector bulb right for their movie screen or their movie projector hey. and the, the king mentions multiple times he goes you know, we, it's been five years since our last movie. Mm-hmm. There are kids that are growing up in, you know, Alexandria in the kingdom that They've don't, never seen that a have never movie seen it.
1: Before. Right. And what's funny is he's, he at first, we talked about the dynamic, the moments of levity. What's interesting is some of the best laughs that I got was from Carol. Yeah. Some of her interactions. When he was like, oh, we're, you guys go on ahead. Don't worry about us. We're going to be fine. And he, she, she's like, where are you
0: going for real? Yeah. Why are you so good she's, on... She's vetting the information right? and getting it out of him.
1: And he goes, no, no, I'm, I'm not going anywhere. He and King he goes,
0: Ezekiel's a terrible liar. <laughs> terrible liar. <laughs>
1: it's so good. <laughs> Carrie Payton's fantastic. And she goes, why are you scared? And he goes, does this look like a man that's scared to say something? And he goes, Jerry, do I look like a right? man who is... Does right. this look like the face of a man who is scared? <laughs> Jerry's like, yep. And next thing you know, there's Carol going along on the mission. You know, you can't fucking pull one over on Carol. And that's, the fed- that's a great dynamic Dynamic I like that they have because she's so down to earth and like the world sucks. We just need to do this. Mm-hmm. And he's so like over the top and like it, everything means something. He's like a dreamer. He's been called that multiple times in this episode alone. Right. And I think that's what this world needs. And that's why I like King Ezekiel episode arc so much. And this was a really great story because the next thing you know, they see they're going for the light bulb to make the movie. And they're like, all right, let's do this. I was going to keep you safe. So let's try it. And they bring out the uh, what's it called? The Oh, I had it written down.
0: Oh, the little boombox. The box? mission mix. Yeah, the, the, the mission mix. The, the mission mix. mix
1: and then okay so we talked about that levity moment of carol and then there was another one i'm like dude you have to see this i had to rewind it so where they have the music playing and then everybody's kind of grooving along to get the zombies away and jerry starts mouthing along with the words and like sings like a little bit to carol and carol's like the
0: fuck yeah she's like why do Jesus. i hang it it's kind of right? like we've well, had those like, moments yeah, before yeah exactly what the
1: fuck god <laughs>
0: and just in case the listeners want to know, we, I I wanted to Shazam the song because I mean I, I actually like the song. It's a good song. Yeah, it's All Right Now by Eddie Harris. Nice. So I mean, it's a real jaunty little tune. It's mm-hmm. it's kind of Motownish. It's funky. She's real happy. But it's, it's real yeah. funky, and it's a good. And, and you see and that, good, that Jerry's a, just there, like you know, kind of mouthing the lyrics, and everybody's mm-hmm. kind of bobbing along except for Carol, and she's just like. What the fuck am I here with these goons for, dude? In fairness and honesty, because I've thought about it on numerous occasions.
1: If I'm gonna go like clear out a house and like go fuck up some zombies, and I want some background music, you you need theme music. Would, yeah, I would go out with some funk to go down down
0: down and just fuck shit up. I would do it GTA style. Oh, of course you
1: would. <laughs> but okay. it was cool.
0: And and you would probably like on your character after Stephen Ogg's character, Trevor. <laughs> Boom! Shit! Yeah, and we get that really great dynamic between you know Carol and Ezekiel in this yeah. episode, and even Jerry. And can for just a second, can we talk about like the popcorn walker because they Ew! they go into the no, they go into, into my notes. theater. They go into the theater to get this projector bulb, you know, for part of the, the the carnival. After after a very great rousing speech on why it was important. Yeah, exactly. I you was know. like
1: you're 100% right. That is something that needs to be done. And like you're you and me are enormous movie buffs. And Ignoramus movie buffs or enormous? kind of both. Ignoramus and enormous. And I was just I, I never thought about that the world of the dead without movies
0: you know what i'm suck. saying
1: that would suck that would really really suck so the, yeah Now, let's
0: let's keep it straight movies about the dead like romeros tops movies with you know the <laughs> real life <laughs> zombies without movies sucks
1: right 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 so yeah big clarification on that so no like you said like they said earlier this is important and this could this could be the thing that brings everybody together right. i mean and uh, ezekiel's 100% correct on this should be done, even though it seems frivolous. And good on Carol for like saying, you know what? You're right. You know, let's do this. And and what would bring people
0: uh, together more than three Stooges shorts? Hey Mo! Hey Mo <laughs> You think it would work? Slightly Jerry's doing the curly shuffle on the ground in the middle of Alexandria. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> whispering we will go. They get like called out because they're like,
1: I am Alpha. You chowed ahead, and then like <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's that's some fan fiction I need to see. So, uh-huh. they, they go to try to get this projector bulb out of the the theater, and when they get in there, they <laughs> notice that people have barricaded the walkers inside one of the theaters.
1: And the zombies are coming out one by one through the popcorn machine because when they first when that first walker came out and his head was all like shredded up, it was yeah. he was sliced up and he looked weird. But I, at first I didn't get it because like he himself looked decayed, but the wound looked fresh and mm-hmm. like. So, but that's not a whisper because he's moving his mouth. And then he I was just like, who And they dispatched him, and he looked all fucking gross. And then the next thing you know, we see more popcorn, please, right, coming out and just getting the head just shredded. Yeah, just peeled back. Yeah. Get your cat
0: peeled back. Mm-hmm.
1: All the Walker action in this, uh, in this, I guess, for lack of a better term,
0: snippet was really good they were yeah. really gross looking and yeah and we and we see that Diane and Jerry go up to get the projector bulb they secure the projector bulb <coughs> and you know they go through the whole thing you know don't touch the projector bulb because right. it can explode and this is very important you know so we get the gravity of the situation
1: and and also we gotta walk her right. mile, three miles away hurry yeah, up and, got. and
0: Ezekiel keeps reminding everybody you know we have one to two minutes you know we, we have five minutes we've got six minutes
1: which is smart because it amped up the tension it without really like beep
0: beep Yep. Beep, you know, Without so, having to do like a cut shot to right, the bird or whatever, right, 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 With yeah.
1: theater of the mind, but like,
0: oh, it's shit's prescient. Let's let's do right. this. Yeah, so we see that Diane and Jerry have gone in to get this bulb. They extract everything, and Ezekiel has a side quest to the side quest. Right. He wants to get uh, like that like too. yeah. He wants to get a showcase, a lighted showcase. What what you'd normally put a movie poster in. Mm-hmm. He wants to put the charter that was drawn up between all the communities that Which have not that has not been signed yet. Right. So I, I'm assuming that they're they're wanting to get everybody in the carnival together so that way all of the heads of the different communities can sign. He's hoping. again. Yeah, he's hoping. That, right, but I think that's what the, the ultimate goal of the carnival was. Yeah. Was to, to bring all the communities together finally. So to
1: hopefully sign this or at least say, look, it's still here if you want to sign it. Exactly. And I think putting in a showcase with lights and stuff as like in your face as it is, I think it's needed. And I think it would look cool. James Cameron's
0: charter. <laughs> as long as they don't have like some stupid shit like unobtainium, I'm good. Right. So
1: <laughs> Walker shall be used. No, it'd be ooh George Miller's. Ooh. No, no, no. I think I, I think that's very smart and a good play of Ezekiel and a good thing to do to bring the community together
0: because what it is needed. Yeah, and as a character, I mean we we've always known that Ezekiel has cared about other people more than at times himself. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean he he almost died trying to save Shiva. And Shiva was a tiger. Come on mm-hmm. now. And she was great. Oh uh, uh, Boo-Earn. I'll even boo earns myself bah. on that one. But he, as a character, he's a he's a very thoughtful and caring character for other people. And I guess his whole side quest to the side quest to get this this marquee is for other people. It's not for him. He just wants no. to show that there no. is still hope. There is still yeah. you know something more to live for than people, you it's know, themselves. To light up a symbol of peace. All right.
1: The only thing about it is the next thing we know. So, so Jerry's taking is he's like, "This is precision
0: science," and he's one hundred percent right. You know, gets it all wrapped up in bubble wrap, like gets a- every,
1: But then all of a sudden, whop, whop,
0: whop, whop, wop I was like, he drops the bulb.
1: I was like, that's too fucking convenient. And it was like I knew it was coming. Right, yeah. It was just kind, and then like either it was gonna break or it was gonna fall into the room full of zombies. And like, what fucking happens? It followed like,
0: oh, good news, and bad news. Wah wah. Then I am like, that's goofy. But I'll allow it. Yeah. And and the next thing we see with that particular portion is that, you know, Jerry comes down and tells King Ezekiel, you know, look, I'm sorry that I I lost this, but Mm -hmm. I got it out and everything and then I dropped it. And they even make the 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 little like I guess the statement of yeah, somewhere between row R and W. Wah, wah. <laughs> so we know it's towards the back, but it's still like, you know, in this infestation of zombies.
1: <laughs> and
0: at that point, you know, Ezekiel wants to leave. He's like, you know, we have no more time. Fuck it. You know, this let's, let's abandon the mission. And Carol goes, No. No. The queen yeah. has a say.
1: Exactly. And you know what? I even wrote him, I was like, fuck yeah, Carol. Fuck yeah, right. Well,
0: I mean, honestly, Carol could take that whole damn zombie herd by herself.
1: Right. There's 40, There's like, oh, we call about 40. You know, and normally people would be like, oh, no, 40. Carol's probably like, Carol's bitch. Bitch, please. Carol's over there picking Watch. her fingernails with her knife like, hey, this hey, bullshit. Home my beer. What? <laughs> Watch this. Right? But, yeah, she's like, no, fucking let's do it. We came here. You know, you rallied me up. You made me believe what. So let's fucking do it and finish our job. It's worth fighting for. Exactly. And then... I even wrote my notes. Fuck yeah, Carol! Nice montage. Because whenever you can groove out while killing
0: walkers mm-hmm. which is always a good thing.
1: I thoroughly enjoyed the place of music in this episode.
0: Yeah, there there have been some times that I've I've had complaints about you mm-hmm. know music cues and whatnot, but now they it was it was the jauntiest of tunes and they were just sitting there killing. Things. Perfect Everybody for killing fun. Yeah, and you know that nobody was gonna uh, get taken
1: out because it was only forty and there was at least six of them. And exactly. It was good different kills because you'd have the arrow kills, you know, and then you would have up-close personal kills. And And just then you had the
0: the awesome Jerry half-head kill. That's exactly how I wrote it down. Yeah. Jerry takes a swipe at this walker and literally cuts this walker's head off at the eyeball. Yep. Like, straight across. And it's like, it looks like somebody. Yeah, it it was very gooey. It was very fulchy. It looked like somebody had poured, like, slime. Log cabin maple syrup on top of that walker's head because it was just like you know so decayed and so decrepit. Order it was the best like- of Paul Bunyan. <laughs> no, I, I,
1: I thoroughly enjoyed that. It was a very nice montage, but it only said I says beef. I just needed more,
0: right? It, it right. was a if great we had 40 montage. Of them, yeah, we need to see all 40 of yeah, them.
1: Yeah, because you could totally do it. And you didn't overstay your welcome. You got your point across. It didn't even need to be that much more, but just maybe another like two minutes, mm-hmm. you know, finish the whole song maybe. And just, I wanted, that was my beef. When my main beef is that I want more, that's a good thing,
0: mm-hmm. you know? Exactly, yep. So, with Carol, King, Ezekiel, Jerry, and everybody, do we have anything else? Because they've retrieved the bulb, they've mm-hmm. retrieved the marquee, mm-hmm. they've got some big-ass mooses. Yep. So, it's I mean, we, we got dinner time, we got show time, and now we got prime time. Exactly. <laughs> and movie time. Exactly. So, yeah, that's what he said, Jerry. It's movie time. I, yeah. No, this what do you think a, they're going to show? That's a good question. Well, all right, here we go. Conjectureville, if you were the king, what would you show?
1: Mad Max? No. <laughs> Mediocre, <laughs> right? No. Uh, probably like some sort of like Disney movie, something happy, something uplifting, like you know? Frozen. Fuck that noise. Do you want to build mm-hmm. a snowman? Like fucking Jungle Book or something. You know, okay. go old Disney and like show something neat, like something like to or Gremlins. <laughs>
0: <laughs> gremlins or Gremlins two. Because that's important. Gremlins two, Gremlins two. Because
1: that is a superior movie to Gremlins one. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yep.
0: So with King and Carol, mm. Jerry and Diane, and all of the the Kingdom people, do we have anything else that we really need to touch on with them? Mm-mm. I was very happy to see them in this episode, Me and too. I was very happy Oops. to get as much as we did. Yeah. So with that being said, I guess we would move on to the Hilltop community. Wrong which answer. Is, which is gonna <laughs> which is gonna encompass Alpha and Daryl, Tara Magnus group. Um, fucking henry and he- henry henry God yeah. oh wait Damn that's it. not that's not until next month i can't right? do that so what do you want to talk about with this because we've got some we've got some interesting character developments between all of the people mm-hmm. and my, <laughs> I've, I've been cracking you up for like the past two weeks ever since they introduced alpha because all <laughs> i'll do is like your people have killed my people there will be no conflict. <laughs> Wrong answer. Wrong answer. <laughs> Sounds like a like a female version of Herbert the Pervert from Family Guy.
1: <laughs> I dig it though. Right. Well, we'll, we'll get into her later because this this part made my jaw drop.
0: Yeah, this was like dread.
1: I was well. Yeah. This this whole thing. This was a scary ass. This was a scary ass like vignette, I guess. Um, or I guess main episode plot A, because. There was some shit where I was like, "They're not. They did not just do that, Man, right?" I, I was audible with you during I was one. Gasped, <laughs> so let's just
0: go ahead and start at the beginning. We see that Alpha and the Whispers have come up to the the I guess you would say the foregate mm-hmm. of the hilltop, mm-hmm. and Daryl and Magna, uh, Yumiko are standing with Tara are standing on top of essentially the lookout tower. Yeah. And, you know, Alpha introduces herself, you know, who am I addressing myself to? Who is the leader of this community? And Daryl goes, what the hell does it matter? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and all Alpha wants is a daughter. Yeah. You know, so they keep going through the the kind of rigmarole. And we see that, you know, Daryl makes the statement, you know, leave now and no one gets hurt. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, it pissed Alpha off because then all of a sudden she just kind of gives a glance and like, All of the Whisperers come out of the woodwork. A whole bunch
1: more where nobody even saw them. They just, like, were ninjas. And then he goes, we can wipe all of you guys out. Right. Once she said that, once he said that, he goes, she goes, oh, yeah? And looks behind and goes, there's a baby there, right? And so then Daryl's like, fuck, we can't kill everybody and a baby. That ain't us, right? And so I was like, okay, that's kind of cold. But here's the thing. I... I was kind of siding with Alpha on a lot of this stuff because she goes, you killed my people. We had no conflict. Right. It happens. Right. There was no conflict right there because they I mean, in fairness, they walk with the dead and you you kill the dead. Right. right? And she goes, you're on our land. No conflict. But you have my daughter. I have two of your people. You give me her. I'll give you two. Two for one. That's a fair. Yeah. And She
0: even tells him, you know, you're going to take this trade kind of like Jadis did to Rick. Yeah. You know.
1: At the same time, she goes. Say yes. (laughs) Say bullshit. But (laughs) so no. She kind of has points. Yeah, she really does. They, because in theory, they have kidnapped and held against uh uh their will, his will, for all she knows, her will, um the daughter, Lydia. Yeah, the daughter. So it's like. What else are you gonna say? You're gonna take up arms. Little do we know that it's abuse and shit going on mm-hmm. like that. Ugh. But I was I wasn't siding with Alpha, especially you after could sympathize what, with her. But I could sympathize with her. I could see her point, you know, because I she could have gone full Liam Neeson on him because
0: the <laughs> Lydia was taken. <laughs> that, that is true. So I don't know who you are. But I have a particular set of skills.
1: Wrong answer. <laughs> but,
0: but honestly, man, I'm, I'm really digging uh, Samantha Morton as yeah. Alpha. I mean, she's doing a great job. And we've yeah. only seen her for like a portion of an episode. Mm-hmm. Um, like the diabolical nature of Alpha, I think, is tra- you know kind of transversed across the, the comic book into the show now. And I mean, we've not seen a big baddie like this I mean, Negan wasn't anywhere close. Now we're talking about like how bad she is, but we,
1: we, we haven't got to why bad she is. But before that, before that, everybody, basically the community, the Hilltop was like kind of the same lines. Like, yeah, they're going to fuck kill those guys. Two for one is a good deal. Right. So she doesn't belong here. She's not ours. Let's just give them back and then deal with everybody later we don't want to cause violence because the dead are coming mm-hmm. you know there's a big old herd they, they know about to, the herd yeah these have to get right in front of their eyes then you have people with walkers a baby it's a no win situation and alpha is so headstrong she's like you
0: know what I'll fucking do this but we need to jump back a couple seconds because the part that made us audibly gasp
1: no we got to go back because why 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 we they had to stall
0: right so we see that Connie is still on the outside she's in the cornfields and Ooh. Alpha turns over her shoulder when she's talking to Daryl and one of the whisperers has a baby with her and she keeps talking about, you know, we're animals, animals live out here, you know, we survive, that's what we do. Mm-hmm. And you hear the baby start to cry. And the the whisperer that is the the mother whisperer is like freaking out because they see a couple of the, the herd starting to come by and it, it's being attracted by the baby cry.
1: Right. And so she's over there. And so I'm like, Holy shit. What's going to happen. Right.
0: They, I, I audibly turned to you during the episode. I said, is the walking dead going to fucking kill a baby?
1: Right. And fucking almost did. It almost did. So like the, what the walkers are coming and they're coming close. Right. And the mom who's the mom of the baby is like looking at, at alpha, like what to do, what to do. And just, as cold as I've ever fucking seen, she turns to the mom and just shrugs and goes, your call. You know, like, just not even say your call, just
0: shrugs. and goes, Well, no, it, her exact line was, if the mother can't keep the child quiet, the dead will. Dead, yeah. Natural selection. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, that's some governor to like the umpteenth yeah. level.
1: So the mom puts the baby down on the ground In and the just middle of the, shambles mm-hmm. away a little bit. And I'm like, God damn. Damn, that's cold blooded.
0: I go, holy shit! I was, I, I, audibly gasped at that. I was like, whoa! I mean, we we've seen some pretty horrendous stuff on The Walking Dead. I didn't think that they were even gonna come close to that, but they came like within a gnat's ass hair of killing that baby. And the mom didn't bat an eye. Nope. Because I mean, that that just goes to show you, number one, the diabolical nature that Alpha will go, or like the the lengths she will go to mm-hmm. to protect those people. But also the the control and the that power she that she has over those right. people. It's, I mean, because she is alpha. Because she's like, shut that fucking kid up. I was like, holy shit.
1: That is mean as hell. And so then it was kind of cool. Um, <clears throat> so Dan Folger, Luke, he's signaling to Connie.
0: Yeah, he's, he's signing to her.
1: Yeah, because she's in the cornfield. And she's over there like, hey, they're dead or coming. I'm like, holy shit, there's a baby in the cornfield. Save the baby. Because you said, oh, shit, is Connie going to save Luke and uh, Old Navy model right. guy? And I was like, there's no way she could. And then I was like, ah, I hope not, because then she's going to get got. But, but then, I,
0: yeah, then Connie runs out and grabs the baby and then jets back into the cornfield.
1: And I'm glad she saved the baby, but I'll tell you what. That cornfield maze scene
0: was tense as shit because every sound was muted as a, as it would be through Connie's you know yeah. through Connie's perception because and, she's deaf.
1: Yeah, and it just had this like very even though it was in the cornfield claustrophobic, don't know what's mm-hmm. it very disorientated camera angles and normally I'd be like man this is bullshit and piss me off, but this was well done and well executed. And I don't say like I felt in her world, but it, I kind of like holy shit, I don't know what's going on. This is scary shit. This is tense, scary. There was a couple of moments, like, and especially right after I, audited, <laughs> I, we almost saw baby Chow Main, right? And so they're walking through the cornfield, and walkers are jumping out at everybody. And right when think Connie is about to get bit, I thought she, I thought she was gonna get bit. I did too. I totally thought she was gonna get bit, and like I saved the baby, right? But fortunately, right before she almost got her, got. Norman Reed just comes in and saves the day. Hey, Billy justice, right? <laughs> little Billy justice saved the day. Justice de the hillbillies. I see. I almost went. Yeah, I almost cheered. I was. I almost I was like yes. I was. I was glad that they didn't go that far.
0: Yeah, and I mean, honestly, you know, if if any of our listeners, Lance, if, if you guys yeah. go back and listen to any of our past episodes, Genius and I have both had issues with with Daryl in the past. You know, the whole terroritas deal. At ter- yeah, at not terminus, the sanctuary, and some of the harebrained stuff he's done. But, but he's still since a good Rick, character. yeah, since Rick's exit, though, they've done a really good job yeah. of setting him up as a tormented leader. Mm-hmm. You know, a very unwilling leader, but he's still doing it because he wants to keep these people safe. I, I like where
1: his character is going now on, the,
0: on right. the new. Yeah, yeah. So we get we get the dynamic with Alpha. Um, and now Connie saves the baby and well, she gets good. saved by Daryl. So we, we, you know, later on in the episode and, and we can get to that when, when we come to it. But it, it was just awesome to see, like, you know, Kelly had run out to, to try to help Connie and Daryl would <coughs> run out to try to help Connie and all these different people that were looking to, you know, they were almost going to sacrifice themselves because what would have happened if the Whisperers would have turned? And started coming toward them too. Mm-hmm. You know, because the, the only people they dispatched were walkers. Yeah. You know. Well, I mean, and you think about it, the Whispers had their knives out ready for anything. Yes, they did.
1: It's like the only the reason the only reason why anybody didn't get got is because they had to kind of shamble away. Right. Because- you know, they're already making their ways to like blend in. And I wrote this in my notes. I like the way that when she was like, Okay, they're coming, we need to start getting exactly. ready. Exactly the whispers
0: and, were still whispering
1: yeah and then they started whispering and then did you notice they started moving they started swaying mm-hmm. slowly as she's talking then they started moving a little bit so they get more shambly uh-huh. and i'm like holy shit they're like fully on getting ready to just whoop blend into the crowd and then at first i thought that's fucking stupid Not not this fucking stupid but like <laughs> i couldn't live like that but like that is a great defense mechanism yeah and
0: like I mean, and that was, honestly, that was what I put in my notes, too, when Alpha was talking to the other whisperer that's right next to her, and he goes, the dead are coming, Mm -hmm. and she whispers right back to him, lead them away, and I was like, holy shit, dude, that is creepy as hell. Yeah. That these people, I mean, even though the walkers are, you know, we're talking yards and yards and yards away. But you still gotta get ready, because they're still gonna be there there at any, yeah, at any um, moment. they're like, they're like you know suiting up you know this Mm -hmm. is like some weird ass like play that they that they operate in
1: because one false move and the they're walker chow but if they can like blend in so well that the dead ignore them and then they go straight for everybody else in alexandria because all this chaos is going on you got a screaming baby you got hostage negotiations Uh gone wrong of course like the walkers are going to be attracted to that and they can just
0: Leave the gas and move away. So Lord uh, Humongous and Alpha, that'd be awesome. Well, <laughs> Alpha apparently, we're, I'll, I'll, apparently we're going to see Lord Humongous, a.k.a. Beta, next uh, next week in the episode. Right. But, you know, and, and it was a cool little, little um, throwaway line. You know, Alpha says to the other Whisperer, she goes, you know, too much talking have drawn, you know, she just says, too much talking. Mm-hmm. And it's like, dude, that's really awesome that they're, You know, they they almost have this walker speak of their own. Yeah. You know, because they're not saying it out loud, they're not going, God damn it, you're talking too much, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And just just leave the
1: baby and walk away. Leave the baby and walk away.
0: But okay, so
1: let's go back a little bit in time in this episode to why they had to uh, almost sacrifice a baby. Okay. basically, and the reason why they had to sacrifice a baby is because they couldn't find Lydia, and why couldn't they find Lydia? Fucking of Henry, fucking Henry. Motherfucker. Hey and, man,
0: hormones make you do weird things. We've talked about this before.
1: I know, but to let her out, and then go hiding in the coal mine, I mean, go down to the Negan coal shaft, right? And, to escape, and then let's go let's go run away, and then Eden called, like, I know where that fucker went. Yep. He likes me, so I don't know. He's just a dumb kid, and I'm just like, why is everybody, I understand everybody's giving him a pass because he's a kid and he's the, basically the prince of the kingdom, for lack of a better term. True. But at the same time, it's like, uh, stop being stupid. And then he, he Enid called it. She knew exactly where he
0: was going to go. Yeah, he goes to the drinking shack.
1: To the drinking shack, to the underage, underage drunk shack. And sure enough, he's there with Lydia and having a nice old time. And he, he comes out like, look. You got to come back with us. No, she needs to stay. You don't understand, dude. They're over there trying to kill babies and shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, Luke and Alden,
0: you know, my new boo.
1: Right? I know you don't <laughs> like him and you'd rather see me be single, but this ain't the time. Right? No time for love, <laughs> Dr. Jones. Exactly. This ain't the way, Dr. Enid. Right? No time for love, Dr. Enid. No. Get your ass out there. And even Lydia's like, no.
0: I gotta go. Yeah, because... This is dumb. Yeah, because Henry knows that the abuse that she's under and whatnot, but Lydia's just like, no, two of your people are out there, and mm-hmm. it's because of me. Right. You know, so we, we need to save them. And I, I thought, you know, honestly, this is probably one of the, the better interactions I saw with Enid. I me mean, yeah. I mean, it, it really let, let her in a little bit more into, I guess, my... I don't know my my good graces for yeah like, you because know, she was always just the angsty little teen alongside Carl. You but know how I feel about eating yeah. it. Yeah, but you know w- when she starts explaining to Henry, you know about her parents. You know, I, I I was about your age when I watched my parents die, and it took a person that reached out to me and we, we we've called it before. We said it right after he died. Yeah, that Carl is going to reverberate through all of the episodes yeah. going forward. It's the ghost of Carl, right. And it works, yeah. And, and, and she she mentions the letter that she left for him. You know, you know, you cannot lose yourself amongst everything that's going on. Yeah, it's not just about survival, right?
1: And I even I even wrote that, like, oh yeah, good memories, Enid, and good job, Carl. You know, because that's you're exactly right. It was good to see that side of Enid, because I, like I said earlier, you know how I feel about Enid, Enid
0: after dark, and, the and, softer side of Enid. A.M. <laughs> Enid,
1: no, but um. He, cause she's always been just kind of like, mm, right. She's always just, been really anxious. And Annie Oakley shooting old women and shit. Pew, pew,
0: pew, pew. But, Take that ocean side. <laughs> but
1: I really did like her in this episode. I liked her character. I like what she, she's like, no, I know what to do. I'm not taking no for an answer.
0: Yeah. Because Daryl was going to go track, uh, Henry down with, with doll, with done release the hounds.
1: Right. And she's, uh, Enid's over there. Come on. Uh, Red shirt, teenage girl, let's too go. Too bad right? they don't have a robotic Richard Simmons. <laughs> or shoots bees out of their mouths. No. So, I, I liked what he did. I liked the fact that she's like, no, this is my responsibility, too. She Because Daryl's like, you ain't got no right going out. He goes, no, 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 no. I know exactly where he is, and my boyfriend's out there about to be killed. Mm-hmm. I got to do something. And she's right.
0: And she even said, you know, he'll listen to me because, you know, he has He's a got a crush on, yeah. on me.
1: And sure enough, he she was 100% right and I'm glad Lydia also stepped up saying look I can't do
0: it anymore you I, know yeah, I can't be responsible for yeah, that yeah
1: this is bad because shit's gonna go down and it's gonna be a bunch of violence and it's all because of me and mm-hmm. this ain't no Romeo and Juliet bullshit and Henry's like don't go don't go you know secret and, lovers <laughs> and I can see where Henry's coming from and a part of me is like no dude you're doing the right thing because yeah she is getting her ass kicked for this, but at the same time like this is kind of a hard subject because like not to bring up the whole Star Trek, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. But if one person getting their ass kicked by their parent is going to save, like, a whole bunch of people dying. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like you got to – and Lydia saw that. She goes, no, I can do that. And then Henry's like, no, don't go. I'll take care of you. And so finally Lydia goes. And the first thing, the fucking first thing that happens is, like, Lydia goes back to Alpha. And Alpha's like, smack, just slaps yeah, she the, built the shit, shit out of her. Yeah. And just like, and what are the five fingers say to the face? Mm-hmm. And then Lydia's like, no, "I'm sorry, Mom." I'm like, you
0: call me Alpha. Yeah. Now call me Alpha like the rest. I That's was like fucking. Oh wow. Okay, cool. Alpha is cold as shit. Cold blooded. Exactly. So we see that you know Lydia actually came back, and we we see that Luke and Old Navy model guy slash Alden are back in. um, The Whispers essentially a retreat after they take Lydia back. Um, and you know, Lydia kind of shambles back into the, the mix of the, the, the whisperer herd. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see all the people start to go back into, um, the, the hilltop community and kind of just kind of go back to their own lives.
1: And then Henry's all like, you know, oh man, and, you know, it, thanks for doing that, Daryl. But Daryl's
0: like, we don't have to like, like it. And it's like, Gah. you
1: know?
0: Yeah. And, and did you notice that Henry picks up his bow staff again? He picks mm-hmm. up the, the Morgan, uh, Morgan foo. He's going to go
1: fight some shit. But I mean, that was a good like um, checkoff's bow staff for next week's episode preview mm-hmm. thing. But at the same time, I understand. I understand where Henry's coming from. But I also really understand where Daryl's coming from. Where I was like, trying to keep everybody safe, exactly. Not just one person. exactly. I was like, come on, Henry, fuck off. You know, I understand it isn't right, but it's what we have to do. Yeah. You know that's and that's what they said and in the, in what Daryl said. But it's just like ugh. We have to live with it. And he's right. And I also like that everything else kind of had the happy ending for a little bit. Because right then after right. that, we get, like, the, Do- the, the happy
0: Dr. ending. Dr. Sadiq and Rosita. Oh, yeah. The,
1: the happy the happy ending montage, you know, everybody's celebrating. Yeah, because celebrating. we see
0: that Earl and, and Tammy Rose have the baby mm-hmm. that the, the Whisperer left. Which is good because, you know what? I
1: for, we even forgot talking about, like, the interaction between Brett Butler, the little mini Brett Butler, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, the. The husband scene, and yeah. I like them. I like their new characters, especially now that he's not a big angry drunk living with listening to Gregory. Because
0: yeah, if you remember what Tammy Rose said, you know, ever since they lost their son, that all he's done is he's he's forced himself into his work and work he, he's kind of working to the, work the grain. right? And he's kind of you know removed himself from their relationship. Well, now we see in the in the happiness montage. We see that they're, you know, coddling this baby, and now they have a new purpose. Like, right now, they yeah. have a, a, a joint purpose: now. foster grandparents. Right, yeah. So that was really cool for you know Tammy Rose and, and Earl to yeah. have that because that that brings them together again.
1: And I like their characters
0: now. You know, like I said, it's before
1: they were just like, "Let's get them." Well, know? I think a
0: lot of that was because of Gregory too. Mm-hmm. You know, and fucking weasel. And I mean, I know that they've got misplaced blame with uh, with Maggie. But, I mean, honestly, everything bad that happened at Hilltop was pretty much Gregory's fault. And I yeah, and I know people are gonna bitch like especially at the end of this episode where everything
1: was kind of a happy ending, except for when we get to the next part. Uh-huh. But I liked it. It was good that it kind of like closed a lot of the loose ends up. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you need a happy ending. That's true, you know. But then we find out, again, fucking Henry, he goes and writes a note. And again, the red shirt random teenage girl comes in. <laughs> I don't know what her name is, but I don't think she's long for this world. She's no. a red shirt. She's no. a red shirt, right? So Henry comes, is
0: my friend. Here's a note, Daryl. Right. We went to the drunk shack together.
1: But <laughs> drunk shack, baby. <laughs> I got me a car. It's full of Walkers. But uh, he's <laughs> so finds a note says I can't live with it. So I'm gonna go
0: rescue her, and I'm like.
1: Fucking hell, Henry! I mean, ah. I, honestly,
0: if I was Daryl, I think the only reason why he's going out uh, because right after that see uh, that that sequence, we see him talking to Tara on the steps of, I guess, w- what is that? Like the old colonial mansion of Hilltop, mm-hmm. <laughs> the governor's <laughs> mansion, uh, right? Yeah, Gregory's mansion. But w- we see him talking to Tara, and he begins to leave. Well, you know, before that, when Henry and Daryl are having that that conversation, you know. Henry tells him, I can't live with it. Well, Daryl goes, sometimes the world is just shit, and you have to. Yeah. You have to deal with it. Yeah. Because you have no other choice. Right. But what we see is that, you know, Connie is out at, like, a picnic table, just kind of, you know, doodling or whatever she was doing. And Do you think she was writing a note because she couldn't live with it? Because she says, go go on. Well, Daryl tells Tara that he's going out to looking for Henry, or essentially told told her what was going on, you know, got Mm -hmm. the note and whatnot, and he starts to leave. Well, Connie grabs him and says, you know, look, I'm coming with you. And at that point, I'm like, hell yeah. Daryl finally gets somebody to, you know, somebody that, that can com- replace the Carol relationship. Yeah, a companion. Right. Like a little, like, we'll see where it goes, but yeah, somebody My, who's. You know, honestly, I hope, I hope, hope, hope that Daryl actually does get with Connie. Because yeah. I think that's an awesome dynamic yeah. because Connie's already proven herself to be brave. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I mean, who the hell would run in to save a save baby, a baby? With, a, with a bunch of walkers around? Right. And then Daryl saves her. So, you know, we, we've got the the mutual respect aspect of the, the episode.
1: But so then, okay, so she's going to go. So he's going to go to find Henry. Right. Okay. And then she goes, I'm coming with you. And he goes, no. No, you ain't. Goes, no, you can't. You can't go. He goes, I am. And he goes, why do you want to go so bad? Because I can't live with it either. Right. So here's where I'm thinking. Do you think she was gonna go out regardless? And what she was writing was a note to everybody else? Because they're all partying and having a good time. Mm-hmm. And then she just kind of goes and excuses herself and packs up her shit. She already had her shit ready to go.
0: I, I do, man. I, I really do because I think Connie has seen enough with you know the different group. I mean, she finally got Luke back, you know, Alden is back safe. And I think she finally realized what what can be lost mm-hmm. with with what happens. I mean, because Magna's group was distraught about Luke being out there with the Whisperers. I mean, they didn't know what happened. You know, all they knew that was, was the horses were eaten by walkers and people because part of them were cut up, not mm-hmm. not bitten up. So I, I think she understands the the gravity of the situation. But I mean, that's a, that's a huge kudos to her character too, man. You know, because she wants to help. Yeah, I, I think that's that we've seen a complete like 180 with Magna's group because, you know, yeah. Magna was really resistant to Michonne. No. And, and then they finally took him in at the hilltop and now they want to be part of this community. Cause I mean, hell you look at what Yumiko and, and Magna did. Yeah. I mean, they were the, one of the biggest portions of the graveyard scene when Jesus was killed. Well,
1: and then from going where they were from where they are now, you know, they have at least three hots in the cop. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. They were just kind of nomads out there by by themselves. Not knowing how much longer they're going to live. So, no, th- I think they have a very good character arc. But at the same time, it's just. <sighs> once again, I'm, I'm glad they're going to go out and run rescue and see where this is going to go. But one, God damn it, Henry. Mm-hmm. God damn it, Henry.
0: You know? And it's going saying- to cost them something, man. Yeah. It, it, whether it's it's not gonna be daryl because we know no he's too big of a character i but, don't i don't think it would be
1: connie no because they're still trying to build up a character but i got a
0: feeling it might be dog yeah yeah i think dog no might i get-
1: hope not i hope not i hope not but if they're almost gonna kill a baby they're gonna probably kill anything i hope it's fucking henry well but. They killed cgi chiva yeah that's true so that's true i just don't want we we needed this happy ending right Yeah, you know, and it ended and
0: it ended pretty happy. I mean, with the exception of the Daryl and Connie part.
1: Yeah. And, you know, but it actually was kind of happy because even there, they're going to go fight adversity and shit. I want to see where that couple dynamic goes. Well, not saying there's going to be shenanigans like no, the no, central like, like shenanigans, but at the same time, I think there'd be a good dynamic of fighting each other, kind of like a Wolverine and Jubilee. I, I don't know if it's going to happen
0: like that though, because Daryl doesn't know sign language. That's, that's the true. reason. That's the reason. But why they have not, that pen and paper. No, but the, if they get into a fight or they get into a situation, I mean, are you really going to sit there and wait for Connie to write down a letter to you?
1: No, but at the same time, dude, like wrong hand signals. Nope. Daryl ain't gonna know. No, but there's something like two in the forest, two in the, two in the hand, one in the bush. You know, so it's they're... the whisperers. We're not fighting the Viet Cong.
0: No, but you kind of got to be quiet with the uh, dead if you're hiding. Right, but I, I just I think that the communication uh, the communication difficulties is going to pose something bigger. True, but I think it's going to be cool. Oh, I think it's going to be cool. I definitely, I mean, I definitely like the uh, the, the Connie and and Daryl dynamic. But no. that leads us into something else. Yeah. How is Carol going to take that dynamic? I think it's going to be great. I think because Carol's happy. I think she's going
1: to be happy with oh, exactly for exactly. Daryl. Now, let's go into Conjectureville. Okay. Okay. I think we're at conve- Conjectureville point. Yeah, we're good. Uh-huh. Okay. Hmm. Why would Alpha... We know now that perhaps... Spoilers for next week's episode of Southern saw the previous- Say
0: my name right, Jay. Right. Alpha. Alpha. So... Alpha.
1: Right? We know that it might all be a ruse that like it was all to get Henry or more information or something because if you What think, what portion was a ruse?
0: Uh Lydia the whole like oh abduction? Yeah. Mhm. It it seems kind of weird too man because you think about it there were only what? 3 whispers amongst that that many heard that mm-hmm. were on the the bridges of Madison County. Like she
1: was meant there to be bait. Like this Possibly is all like write a reconnaissance mission, and then like make them feel sorry for you to let their guard down and stuff. Because if you think about it, if if Alpha was going to let a newborn baby get eaten by walkers, why would she be concerned why, with her daughter? Why would she be concerned with her like older daughter? I'm not saying like she's old, but she's like 16, 17. right? More than can handle herself. Because if she lived this long in the world, you're gonna have to be able to take out a walker, or right? Two. Especially if you're the daughter of the leader. So why would she care two shits about her daughter? If she's willing to let babies get eaten, that would put up
0: some red flags to me, you know? Oh dude, it's, it's a huge red flag. I mean, and I, I think you're on to something. I think Lydia was placed in that. I mean, because we, we've done a really good job. Like I've said before in other episodes of separating the comic from the show, because the comic is different from the show. I would love to see that they, that, um, uh, that they take that story arc in a different direction, mm-hmm. that, that they planted Lydia in that group to be captured, to get the information on, like, not necessarily the layout, right. but to try to make it harder for her to be killed by somebody that was in that group. Because yeah. now she's like, oh, you know, now she's an abused person. And, I mean, she very well is more than likely an abused person. But it also could be part of the long con. Right, right, exactly. So, so
1: yeah. That, that's where I'm at. I'm like, ah. And then Henry fell for a hook, line, and sinker.
0: because Cause Henry's, cause Henry's an idiot. Because Henry's Henry. Goddamn Henry. Ah. So, I think we covered everything with the kingdom and Carol and Ezekiel and whatnot. Mm-hmm. We covered everything with, with Alpha and Daryl and, and the Hilltop community. Do you have anything else that you want to address? No. All right, so we're out of Conjectureville. Yeah, we're out of Conjectureville. With that being said, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the highest, how would you rate this episode?
1: I thoroughly enjoyed this episode, man. I thought it was the levity we needed. I thought it was the fun we needed. It was the kingdom, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm-hmm. Made me audibly gasp. Great tension in the cornfield. Um, Malachi. Right? Like I said, some of my only complaints, my biggest beefs were like, Stop being fucking stupid, Henry. That's been a beef as long as we've known the kid. Right? And I wanted the long montage being longer. Now, that being said, I know my score, but it's got to go a little bit lower because something happened and we didn't address this. What the fuck was that mini 10-second preview for the next scene? Coming up in one minute,
0: Dog and Daryl. Right? So, like, for, like, one minute, like, like a minute, they showed Dog... Like, oh, it wasn't even a minute, man! It was the tracking scene, and all it was was Daryl holding the, the Lydia's shirt up, or I'm Henry's sorry, Henry shirt, to Henry's dog, shirt up to dog. Go on and get, and then like walking, down, will be back in one minute. What the fucking point that was, was that? Stupid. That, that was stupid as shit, and just, ruined just, the momentum. Just run the commercial, right? Just run the commercials. Right. We already know the commercials are coming up because you just you just ended part of the episode. Yeah, we don't need to see coming up the scene that you'll see in. A couple seconds in one minute, like fucking okay, cool. We could have waited that minute. We're not. It's not chomping at the bit, right? Exactly. So no, I'm I'm complete. I'm a hundred percent with you because I think both of us kind of gave each other the no, what fuck, the fuck look.
1: I haven't asked you like, did I see that correctly? Uh-huh, am yeah. I am I like super fucking stoned? You know, <laughs> like what did, did that just happen? So no, that it, it ruined my momentum and took me out of that scene, and I was like, this is dumb. But other than that, this is a very, very well done, well put together episode. It was brisk. It was dreadful and tension filled and suspense filled and funny. Yeah. Just the right balance of it. Um, I'm going to go a solid solid
0: eight. Ooh, OK. Yeah. And I think I'm going to kind of I'm, I'm going to kind of echo that sentiment because I know we were, we're making fun of Alpha there. and the way that she talks. wrong answer. But honestly, I mean, I like that character as genius spits water all over the mics. But I mean, the, the character is so diabolical, but measured at the same time. Yeah. It is so weird to see a character because. All right. So we had a diabolical character with the, the governor, but he was also emotional because of Penny, his uh-huh. daughter. We had a diabolical character with Negan but he also has emotional baggage cuz it was a character right it's a char- negan is a character of some guy probably named steve alpha is just cold and I- i'm going to eat my words
1: last episode i'm like fucking why should i be afraid of this group you know last episode i was like you better fucking scare me and thrill me, whispers. They almost killed interest. a baby. Isn't that, isn't that fright she enough? She just that cold-ass shrug that she, she gave like, me. She's like, whatever.
0: If you don't shut that baby up, fucking the dead will. I'm like, God damn. Yeah, and the way they delivered that line, it was just like, you know, if if the mother can't keep the child quiet, the dead will. God And she just goes, damn. it's natural selection. I'm like, holy oh, shit.
1: You're cold as shit. You will do
0: any fucking thing. So, but I mean, that's what sometimes leaders need to make the the tough choices. I, I wouldn't say killing babies is a that not even a, that is is tough. the cho- is the choice that the leader needs to make. But damn,
1: <laughs> right, that wasn't even that tough. They could like distracted it a little like that. That Throw dun, a firework over in right? the field or something. Uh, yeah, let the fucking baby run off and do the thing, you know.
0: But at the same time, like, well, what we'll fucking ever, your choice. Like God, exactly. So yeah, I think I'm gonna go ahead and echo uh, echo your your score of an eight on that one because, man, I really did like the episode. And Alpha is really starting to wear on me. <laughs> Wrong answer. <laughs> so with that being said, we'll be back again next Monday uh-huh. to recap AMC's The Walking Dead Season 9. And I believe it is episode number 12 that is coming up. So I'm, I'm really interested because we saw the teaser and we're going to get teased with Beta. Looks good. Yeah, because Beta is... I can't wait for Beta, man. I'm sorry, Ryan Hurst, dude. Huge fan. so with that being said i'm dustin p and on behalf of genius mcgee (laughs) i'm gonna go leave a baby
1: in the cornfield
0: wrong answer